To succeed in life, you need three things. A wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. Reba McIntyre. Hey guys, what's up and welcome back to my Coffee Talk podcast. For today's Coffee Talk, I figured we would talk about the rule of three. While I currently sip on this vanilla creamed coffee, I made my French press coffee at home and it's like 3 p.m. right now. Just the perfect little pocket of the afternoon to recaffeinate and just chat with you guys. So you guys might be wondering what exactly the rule of three is. And this was actually inspired by something my counselor told me recently. So, I mean, 13 is actually my favorite number, but I feel like I have to say, even when I was younger, three was always like a close second. If I had to choose between one and 10, I'd pick three. And it's funny because there's a lot of things when you think about it that actually come in threes, like mind, body, and soul, past, present, future. Even when I was in college and I was learning about how to basically stage rooms, like if you were putting wall art or if you were putting any kind of decor on a table to always do it in threes because it's just more pleasing to the eye and it helps kind of center everything. So unless you're talking like third wheels, I feel like um, three is always a really, really good number to go with. And three is also basically the number I've been going by in terms of like my habits, my goals, and even just my day-to-day routines in order to basically bring a lot more like calm and contentness into my day-to-day living. Allow me to explain. So I've talked to you guys before about like my struggles with things like perfectionism and just being a bit of like, I used to say workaholic, but I want to call it busyaholic because it was just like I was constantly in this overdrive mode and it was always stemming from just like, okay, I need to finish all these things and I need to do all this like craziness and basically just stirring myself up into a very like hectic anxiety type of get things done. And it's something that I talked about actually in my recent Coffee Talk video where I was explaining why I ended up chopping my hair off and all of that. And if you guys want to go watch that and get the backstory there, I dive more into that topic in that video. But just in general, it's something that I definitely struggled with before. And last year in particular, I got like really into scheduling and planning my life and like showing up for myself with the best of intentions. Like it came from a place of me just being like, you know what? I'm sick of my excuses. Like I'm sick of procrastinating. I'm sick of saying I want to do things and then not really doing them. I actually want to do all the things that I said I was going to do and I want to do them this year. So I ditched a lot of my usual excuses and decided to basically just like go for it, just kind of wanting to see what I was capable of doing. And what ended up happening is the more that I started to accomplish, the more that I was almost like addicted to that feeling of accomplishment, you know? And it's funny, I was actually um, at an event recently. I did Joey Kidney's Stay You event and I got to do a little meet and greet. And Joseph is one of the guys that I met and he has been someone who, one, has tweeted me for so long. So like I knew him instantly when I saw him. But two, we kind of got talking about like planning and like all this stuff. And he was like, girl, like you made it so that at one point I was ready down like wake up on my to-do list and then someone called me out and was like why you gotta write that down and it's funny because I did do that like last year I feel like I was filling out my planners to be like okay wake up okay get ready okay at this time you need to do this at this time you need to do that and there was like no real wiggle room you know and it was because I had thought that there was going to eventually become or I would eventually stumble upon some sort of formula that would have been my perfect day and if I could just do that day all over again, 
for multiple times in a row that I would just be super successful. So that like feeling of being addicted to accomplishment and getting a lot of things done in a day, I would take the days that for, you know, whatever reason that you just have more energy or things tend to go a little bit easier than usual and you end up getting a lot done. That became the standard at which I started to hold myself to. I had to be like getting all of that done by like 10 a.m., for me to even feel like my day was going good already. So, I mean, with this whole like expecting nothing but the absolute best for myself, this energy and this standard that I was putting on myself started to seep its way into other things that I love oh so much, like my morning routines and my workouts and even just trying to sit down and edit or work. And it wasn't until, you know, it was kind of pointed out to me. And I know that it's one thing to even know that you do this because the thing is, is last year I knew that I was doing it. I was like, oh, why am I so anxious? Like, why am I putting all this pressure on myself? But then there was this, you know, internal flip that would be like, I had become so used to knowing like, okay, by like 10 a.m. I want to have this much stuff done. And by 1 p.m. I want to be getting this done that it had been like almost so ingrained into my mind that it was one thing to see it happening. And then it was another thing to be able to almost unstick it from my mind, you know? So something I decided to do last year in the summertime was take up counseling again. And it's definitely one of the best decisions I've ever made because it's so just refreshing to have a third party source to kind of just unravel your thoughts to, and they can help you kind of reframe them. And one thing that my counselor actually recently said to me that has stuck with me and has honestly just made my life feel a lot more weightless and like pressureless is she told me to always evaluate in threes because like one is just so biased. If we wake up and we only take ourselves into consideration for what we're doing today, then we don't realize the little space that we're giving ourselves to like breathe and lean and move and flow through what life is actually presenting us. Like for instance, if I have a day where I'm hitting every single green light on my way to somewhere, I can't expect myself to get there in that same amount of time every time I travel from point A to point B because there's gonna be times where out of my control, I'm gonna hit a red light. And putting that standard of, okay, this is the time frame I need to get there and only allowing myself to basically expect to hit all greens was setting myself up for failure. That's a metaphor anyway for basically what I'm trying to explain. For instance, I'm going to give you guys an example. I woke up today just a little bit later than I would have wished. You know, I've been trying to get this whole new routine and flow. And today was the first day that I kind of slept in a little bit. And I'm talking like 30 minutes, okay? I know that sounds crazy, but a few months ago, that would have totally set my day off course. I would have been just instantly kind of in a bad mood solely because my day started 30 minutes late. Because the thing is, like I just said, would act as if or would hold myself to a standard as if I was going to be hitting green lights all day. So I gave myself no wiggle room to sleep in maybe an extra 30 minutes. So anyway, a few months ago, that would have been just like the beginning of a bad day for me. And instead, today, when I rolled out of bed and I saw that I slept in an extra 30 minutes, I honestly just stretched I smiled, I probably patted Bentley or something, I don't know, and then just began my day as I normally would. And it's funny because I was already like forgiving instantly in the moment that I woke up this morning for the extra 30 minutes that I decided to sleep in for one reason in particular. In the last three days, today was the first day that I actually slept in a little bit. In the last three days, I've gotten a lot of work done. In the last three days, I've been getting to bed a little later than I would kind of hope to, but because I've been doing some fun things at night. In the last three days, I feel like I've honestly been kind of killing it in terms of getting some stuff done. So 
Instead, when I saw that I woke up 30 minutes late, I was like, you know what? In the last three days, that makes sense. My body probably needed that extra little 30 minutes. YOLO whatever. And then off I went with my day. And to be honest, I ended up catching up with that 30 minutes somewhere down the line. And now I'm ahead of schedule recording this podcast actually an hour earlier than I anticipated. So there you go. If I had spent my day stressing out, I could have so easily created so much more resistance in my day. But instead, I wasn't holding myself to just one day. I've been holding myself to more like three days. I know that it sounds like totally weird and maybe even like lame to admit that we all kind of talk to ourselves like this in our minds, but you know what? Maybe I'm the only one that does, but however you converse with yourself, however you basically set yourself up for what you want to accomplish in a day and what you choose to go for in a day and the standards that you're putting in yourself on a day to day, cut yourself a little bit of slack stop overanalyzing and zoom out just a little bit. The most valuable thing I think that we can give ourselves at any time is literally time. I think that when we get super wrapped up in what we're feeling in the moment as if it's the only moment that's going to exist or the only day that's going to exist, we start to put way too much pressure on ourselves. So I know the whole, you know, live today as if you could die tomorrow is like a YOLO to take bigger risks. And that's a coffee talk for another day because that's definitely not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is waking up every day and putting the standard as if you know, you have to do your absolute best A++ type performance every single day without cutting yourself any slack. Because when we do that, when we put ourselves on those hamster wheels, it becomes so impossible to slow down our lives long enough to actually enjoy them. And one of my biggest fears is getting to the end of my life and feeling like I didn't live any of it. Like I was just constantly trying to push forward to the next thing and check off the next to do. So that's basically been the way that I've been zooming out and giving myself more room and more breathing space to basically go through my normal day-to-day routines. Because Doing it this way has given myself just so much more ease of mind and even just peace and contentment in going through my days because when I think about, you know, just the things that we can't predict and the things that are outside of our control, when those things come in and they kind of throw a wrench in our day, we're not feeling like it's the end of the world because when you zoom out on a three-day basis, you give yourself way more wiggle room and way more space to find the good rather than focus on what we weren't expecting to be bad, which isn't always even necessarily bad, but again, a coffee talk for another day. So now that we've done the whole rule of three daily, let's zoom out and do habits and goals using this whole three method, shall we? Which is exactly what I'm going to do right after I leave you guys with a message from the sponsors that brought you guys today's coffee talk podcast episode. Okay, so moving into habits. If you give yourself three weeks, I'm telling you, you can make any single habit your bitch. Again, let me explain. Trying to ingrain a habit can be a little hard or daunting, right? Like when I was taking on yoga, for instance, I remember just looking up inspiration, looking through videos, looking through photos and being like, oh my God, this is going to take me like forever to learn. How am I going to be able to do all this? And instead I decided that I wanted to break it down on a day-to-day basis. If I could just commit to 30 minutes of stretching every day and do that for three weeks, how might I feel? So at the time, this isn't exactly what I realized I was doing, but looking back now, I can see exactly how I was able to ingrain this new habit and become super consistent at it right away. Because instead of being like, okay, I expect myself to be here within a month, I knew that this was one of those goals that was going to take me a really long time. So I had to break it down into 
almost like bite-sized pieces that I knew were going to all eventually feed into the bigger goal that I've been working on. And so instead I was like, if I want to become a yogi per se, if I want to be able to do all of these things that I'm seeing and I'm watching, I'm not going to be able to do that in a month. I'm probably not even going to be able to do that in a year or two or three. But what I could do is take a step closer every day if I stretch. The more I stretch, the looser my muscles are going to get, the stronger I'm going to get, the more stable I'm going to get, and basically the more I'm going to progress. So instead of looking at the huge ass mountain that I have to climb right now of a goal that I've just set for myself, I'm going to focus on just the next three weeks, just this first little peak that I want to hit, and then I'll reevaluate and see where I'm at. Doing it this way, instead of being like, oh my God, I'm going to have to do, you know, this habit, this habit, this habit, this habit, and this habit every single day for the rest of my life, that is where the daunting comes in. That is where if I would have done it that way, especially at the same time as trying to, you know, introduce meditating into my life and working out into my life and a couple other things as well, it becomes very overwhelming, especially too, like then there's waking up early, trying to get to bed early. It's, there's a lot. Instead, if you're just like, okay, I'm going to zone in on these one, maybe two or three habits and do them for three weeks, then reevaluate, it makes it so much easier to actually stick to those habits. Breaking new habits in is going to be a lot easier if you break them into sprints. And three-week sprints are perfect because if you think about it, you spend three weeks of the month testing out this new habit, seeing how it fits into your life, seeing how it fits into your schedule, seeing how it actually makes you feel because those three weeks are also giving you enough time to basically calculate results and embrace the changes that it's bringing you. And then that last week, that fourth week of the month, you can, you know, reevaluate and be like, okay, this is my results. This is what I'm seeing happening. Is this still worth it for me? Do I want to bring this into next month? And if I do, what's going to be my next three-week sprint? Like if I'm going to continue to do yoga, maybe I'll increase it to 45 minutes of stretching. Or maybe for the next three weeks, I'm going to practice doing headstands at the end of all of my yoga flows. And doing things that way, those little sprints are what end up ingraining the habits that start shaping and forming exactly who we arrive as on this planet. The beauty of doing it in three weeks as well is that you also are able to see if this habit is actually something that is made for you or just something that kind of piqued your interest. Because there's been so many habits in my life that I ended up feeling like a failure because I didn't stick to them. But realistically, looking back on them, I'm like, wow, that was so not for me. For instance, I used to love drawing and sketching when I was little, right? And I don't know how long you guys have maybe been watching my channel, but around this time last year, I picked my sketchbook back up and I was like spending free time sketching. And at the time, it was basically helping me with the anxiety I was kind of working through. But I also, again, started to put standards, I guess you might say, on my sketches and expecting myself to be the next Picasso. And it's not going to happen overnight. Not to mention, I started to attach so much to this whole standard I was setting to myself or for myself that I was starting to overlook other ways that were maybe better for me to deal with my anxiety that I enjoyed doing more because suddenly I had told myself that I needed to be able to sketch. Like this was a new habit that I wanted to ingrain, that I was going to keep in my life just for whatever reason. I think my ego just stuck to it, if I'm being honest with you guys. And if I had done that three-week sprint, that fourth week I would have been able to be like, yo, 
Sketching's fun, but reading, reading is where it's at for me, especially when I'm feeling anxious. And I would have been able to stop trying to fit all of the things into my day, taking sketching out of the equation and opening myself up to basically utilize my time in a way that's more suitable for me. Another example is that for some people, you know, waking up super early in the morning makes them feel really great and revitalized and energetic. Whereas I know so many people that cannot stand waking up early. And when they do, they're like cranky and groggy and they would much prefer to get things done later at night and stay up a little later. And just telling yourself that you have to be the type of person that wakes up at 6 a.m. every day or telling yourself you need to be the type of person that reads every day or sketches every day or whatever habit you're trying to ingrain into your life. You don't have to be that person, but if that habit is basically piquing your interest, I definitely think that we should utilize that curiosity and try that habit, but don't commit to it for life. Give yourself three weeks to try it out to test it out, to see the results you get, and then give yourself that end game of the fourth week to reevaluate if it brought you any value. Just because drinking a lot of celery juice helps Sally feel more cleansed every morning doesn't mean that after three weeks you won't feel any significant difference and are just happier to cut the cleaning time back into your gym time. I cannot tell you for the life of me where I heard that it takes about 21 days to form a habit, but I remember hearing this and it's just like one of those known facts that I've always just stuck to and kept to myself, but that's actually like three weeks. So with enough time to decide if it's going to stick, you'll be able to actually come up with a new routine for the following month and fit that habit into your life if it is one that you end up loving. For instance, with yoga, I did end up increasing my time and I did end up finding ways that, okay, I like to stretch every day for at least 15 minutes, but my big yoga days are usually on the weekend. And you end up becoming open to these new habits and open to these new opportunities to get creative with your life. And doing so and refreshing every three weeks makes it so that you get a chance to be like, ooh, I wonder if I could add some tweaks and adjustments to make this more suitable for me or make this more valuable for me. Or I wonder if I can basically change this out or swap this out and try something different and see if I get better results there. And that's the beauty of life is that changing up your life is fun. I think that we should constantly be changing our routines and our habits and finding new formulas of the day that work for us because that's what keeps our brains intrigued and curious and constantly feeding on new energy. So I'm currently trying to follow this with my own routines and knowing that I have habits that I really enjoy, but trying to change them up every three weeks or so keeps me from getting bored. Like I even just recently switched up my morning routine. The tiniest little switch of when I do like my morning journaling from right when I wake up to right before I start my day of work, like after my workout and after I've gotten ready, just that tiny little change. It's like I'm capturing my brain at a different time of the day. And those little shifts, those little changes of even the habits that I already know I want to keep ingrained, but just want to tweak every now and then, doing so every three weeks keeps it fresh. Let me tell you. Okay. And now, I mean, we can't really talk about habits and daily routines without talking about goals because that is exactly what those habits and daily routines are hopefully feeding into. Giving yourself three months or three years is so important for me anyways, when it comes to setting any kind of goal. I am notorious for getting so freaking excited about a goal and then basically crunching myself into a messed up deadline to try and get it done. I'm like the type of person that if you were like, you want to run a marathon next month, I'd be like, okay, yep, why not? I could run a marathon in a month. I could probably prep my body in that time without even really realizing 
what I'm signing myself up for in such a short amount of time. And it's funny because again, it comes with the best of intentions, like being like, yeah, sure. I'm sure if I can just think positively enough, I can manifest that into my life. But I mean, listen, I'm all for positive manifestation, for visualizing, for telling yourself that you can fake it till you make it. But I'm not all about setting ourselves up for disaster, which only ends up feeding this sense of disappointment in ourselves, which turns into self-doubt, which keeps us from living our best lives. Basically, I'm all about being positive and manifesting, but not at the expense of reality, because setting up unrealistic timeframes on goals only sets us up for disaster. If you want to keep repeating the same loop of failure, then guilt, then forgiveness, then excitement, then overdrive, but then failure, and then guilt, and so on and so forth, then definitely reevaluate if you need to give your goal three months or three years. For smaller goals, I mean like incorporating maybe a new fitness routine, saving up for a trip, learning a new skill like cooking, reading a book if you've never really, you know, picked up a book in your day-to-day time in your life. You know, you get me? Like those smaller ones, those little ones. Give yourself three months for those. Don't expect yourself to just wake up and become a bibliophile in a month or to be able to just become a runner in the span of like two to three weeks or run a marathon. You know, you got to be a little bit more gracious with yourself and gracious with your time. Not to mention three months is exactly one season. So you're giving yourself one full season to change. And when you think about it, that's like the cycle that our earth is changing on. It takes about a season to see at least for me living up here in Canada, to see even the world around me change. So how can I expect so much change for myself? If it takes our atmosphere three months to shift and change, then we are made up of the same things that our atmosphere is made up of. So give yourself three months. Or if we're talking bigger goals now, I'm talking like writing a book, Maybe you're just dying to meet your soulmate or fall in love or travel the world or start a business or whatever tickles your fancy, then give yourself three years. Give yourself more than just 2019 because otherwise you're going to put all of this pressure on this one year that you won't realize the pressure is actually going to be the weight that sinks it down into one of those bad years again because you're holding it to an unrealistic standard. Give yourself some wiggle room because Not only that, if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to write a book in three years, if you get it done in one year, then that's just freaking awesome. I mean, icing on the cake, right? Like then you can pop bottles and celebrate at how freaking cool and fast you did that. But if you don't, you're not a failure. And if you don't, you give yourself the time to actually really work and mold those goals, those big goals that you're going for into your life in a way that is actually you know, coming from a place of flow rather than force. And I think that this all is relevant in terms of reflection too. I know that when the end of 2018 came, I was reflecting on my year. And like I've mentioned multiple times to you guys now, I was having so many mixed feelings because I was like, whoa, on one hand, I got a lot done and that was freaking awesome. But on the other hand, I feel like I went a little crazy a few times with just like spinning myself into a web of anxiety and just overwhelmed for things that I really didn't need to be so worked up about. And if I were to look at just 2018 on its own, seeing my life that way and seeing my year that way might make it hard for me to basically digest that year and take it for what it was and leave behind what I don't need. Instead, when I zoom out and I look at the last three years and I look at where those three years have taken me, it 
gives me so much more perspective on how much has actually been done in those three years, how much growth, how much expansion, how much, like even just the lessons learned or even the little mistakes that I think are big mistakes from 2018 are major improvements from 2017 or 2016. So looking at it from that three-year vantage point gives me so much more space and room to breathe and the ability to be like, yeah, okay, you know what? I crushed that. Like we are all doing way better than we were three years ago. I feel like we can all inclusively agree that three years ago us is pretty shook by three years from then us, which is now us. So we can breathe a little bit, you know? Give yourself a little pat on the back for where you may have been in 2016. And that even works too in reflection of the little goals and habits that you've been doing more recently. Let's break it all the way back down to daily again. If we're reflecting on the last three months, again, we might see where we were last season as opposed to this season. What lessons we were learning last season that we have answers to or are basically building the answers to this season. It's really cool to look at life in the whole three months and three years and even three weeks. Like, what have you done in the last three weeks that has maybe changed? If you're having like skin problems, digestive issues, if you're feeling super dehydrated, if you're getting headaches, if you're feeling like really lethargic or a little bit more down in the dumps, it can take up to three weeks for you to basically rejuvenate whatever feeling you feel like you're kind of struggling with. And that's really cool because instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm probably going to feel tired for the rest of my life. Instead, you can be like, yo, no, I'm really tired, but I'm going to give myself three weeks of trying to catch up on sleep and then I'll reevaluate how tired I'm feeling then. This is not the end of the world. Even in the last three days, how many hours have you worked? How many projects have you completed? How many moments have you shared? How many inside jokes have you laughed about? There's a lot that is done when you look at things in a three rather than a one, and it gives you way way, way, way more perspective in terms of how much you're actually doing as opposed to how much you can just get done. When we evaluate our lives in threes, I think we give ourselves a better balance and perspective to see the progress that we're making, all the while still holding space and room for our chance and our ability to grow. Because when we look three years back or three days back or three weeks back, it also means that we're able to look three days forward, three weeks forward, or three months forward. Even that, is so important because if you are in a place or a pivotal moment in your life right now where you're feeling like there's something you want to change or there's something you want to work on, then this is not the way you need to keep feeling. And I can tell you right now that in either three days, three weeks, three months, or three years, you could be or feel like a completely different person as long as you just give yourself that chance and that space. Doing so is going to help you feel a lot more tucked into your journey rather than racing for the finish line, or at least that's basically how this whole rule of three has been helping me feel. Cutting myself some slack, whether it's just three hours even, three days, three weeks, three months, or three full freaking years, either way, the rule of three is giving me a lot more sense of contentment and peace with my life. And that's a really good feeling, I have to say. I feel a lot more chill these days than I was just a few weeks ago. And uh, yeah, that's a really good thing, like I just said, because chill me gets a lot more done than spun up into crazy anxiety me. I don't know about you, but that is it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this cool little rule of three thing that I've been using and I figured it would be fun to turn it into a podcast episode in case any of you guys decide to try and integrate this 
perspective and maybe it'll bring you guys a little bit more contentment and peace in your day. One of the things that I'm actually working on is turning a lot of these podcasts into blog posts. So definitely go check out my blog as well if you guys want to see the typed out version of this or something that's a bit more visual. Um, I'll have all of these things written out, like the habits going to the weeks and you know the routines going to days, goals going to years, all that fun stuff. I'll type it out in a fun, cool way on my blog. My blog is just kaylanicholson.com. So if you do want to come check it out, feel free. And aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed. Leave a comment what you guys think about the whole rule of three and what you might be working on in the next three days, weeks, years. How many times have I said those words in this podcast? Anyway, I'm going to go and I'll talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye guys. Investors like you have a problem. Today, most portfolios only include stocks and bonds. While it's currently performing, it's a strategy that Goldman Sachs predicted in 2023 to underperform for the next decade. Luckily, our sponsor, Masterworks Advisors, focuses on a non-traditional alternative asset, helping over 15,000 investors diversify a portion of their overall portfolios with blue-chip, post-war contemporary art. Over 60% of wealth managers surveyed by Deloitte have already integrated art into their wealth management offering. And by signing up at masterworks.com advisors with code free, you can talk to a registered investment advisor representative who deals exclusively with this alternative asset class. So schedule a free same-day advisory call with Masterworks Advisors just by going to masterworks.com advisors and using promo code free. That's masterworks.com advisors promo code free. This advertisement relates to the provision of advisory services by Masterworks Advisors LLC and is not intended to offer or solicit investment in any securities and is not investment advice. Masterworks Advisors is affiliated with Masterworks.